Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn from us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. When you think about Korean drama TV shows or commonly known as K-dramas, what comes to your mind? Binge-worthy, tear-jerkers, a scene of someone tying a person's shoelaces. Maybe your kids or teens are obsessed with K-dramas or maybe you watch it with them as a family. Have you thought of using this form of entertainment as a form of conversation starters? Today, we meet in the studio to chat about sparking family conversations with K-drama is Gary Cole. He's a family counsellor and father of a teenager. He loves good food and fun with his family and I'll get him to share a bit more about himself. So, welcome to the Parent App Podcast, Opa Gary. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you know, you are so fluent in Korean. Have you been, you know, practicing? Uh, only the greetings uh, and the food. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite uh, Korean food? Uh, actually, we like the whole variety of Korean food, but it also depends on what show we're watching that, that time that stirs the appetite. Uh, a Korean fried chicken is always uh, on the top there, uh, along with the Korean barbecues and, and stuff like that. Ah, so, you know, when you are watching Korean dramas, do you watch it alone or do you watch it with your family? Okay, for us, the things, unfortunately, K-drama is something that I watch on my own. But my family loves watching Korean variety shows together. So that's mm-hmm. something that has us uh, watching together for the past year, I would say. So during this time of uh, COVID and you know, with the circuit breaker, do you think that mm-hmm. you have started watching more Korean dramas as well? <laughs> Definitely. I actually had no interest, uh, but it was about one, almost a year ago, when my son, I had not watched any Korean dramas except Descendants of the Sun, which was many years ago. And... I watched that because my family was overseas for the weekend and it was a long weekend and I just binge watch. <laughs> I <laughs> wanted to know what the, the news and all this, you know, everyone was just talking about it. So I just needed to check it out. But never really got into it except for our variety shows for the past year and a half. But last year, almost a year ago, my son suddenly said, hey, there's this show called Hotel Del Luna. And he said, it's quite quite interesting so he introduced me to to watch the show he said he had seen it and so i just got around watching it and it was very addictive i must say and i just started watching and watching and watching what was so, it that you think your son you know felt that he needed to introduce this show to you i mean i don't think there was uh, any reason and i my, my son and i we both have different tastes in what mm. we watch i must say for him it seems like he he was drawn to the show because of uh, he likes he's into K-pop, so obviously the music and the uh, actress in the show was IU, uh, who's quite a famous Korean singer. And I think he just you know wanted to check it out and started going from there. And he just said you know just just have it to have a go. So I thought I'll, I'll just watch it as well. I it was a, more on the comedy side, but there were some scary scenes that you know I told him 
it is kind of scary movie. I don't want scary kind of show. I don't want to watch this for certain scenes, but it was overall quite a entertaining program. Yeah, so there are some shows that are suitable for children. There are some shows mm-hmm. suitable for you know for slightly older teens or even maybe for husband and wife to watch together. And then there are some which are a little bit you know controversial. There's like politics as well. There's uh, medical dramas. So there are different kinds of themes that uh, will appear in various shows. But there are some which are quite common and there's a thread that, that kind of ties between most uh, Korean dramas. And I think that's the concept of family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in most shows, there will be a very strong emphasis on like family values, um, things that the family believes in. Uh, do you think this is something that is applicable to us and maybe why we are, we are so addicted to watching it is because it's something that connects and resonates with us? For me, definitely. I, I'm drawn to shows that have very strong uh, father, parent, child kinds of connection. And, and I don't know, just something about it, maybe it resonates with me a lot more. Like, uh, that, that does seem to be like the theme, family issues, family matters, uh, siblings, parents. Uh, and um, those things, I mean, at least for the kinds I'm watching, it's the same, it tends to be drawn to, uh, drawn to certain kinds of genres where there is just a connection between the adult and the child, especially. Yeah, so in those kind of shows, there probably there's a family conflict. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's quarrels and we also see maybe the, the actors trying to you know, resolve those issues in, in their own ways and there might be a spin to it. But do you think this is something that, that we you know handle conflicts well? As a counsellor, you've probably seen a lot of people um, having family conflicts and, and is that the best way or, or, or at least you know, the people that you work with how do they resolve those conflicts? I think those um, the the last series I, I watched was a show called "It's Okay Not to Be Okay," and and I like that show because it really addressed things uh, like mental health issues and very specific when they talked about certain disorders. There's always a little description there what these disorders are, and I think it's quite a taboo thing, especially in certain cultures. But it brought to light things that hey. First of all, it brings an awareness of what's really going on. And then it talks about the, the relationship between the people, the parents, the children, and all the conflicts that come about. And more, more importantly is, are we going to get help as a result? Because it always points mm. to, so I have this problem, what, so what, so what? It's always the, what should I do about it? But it points to, hey, you need help. Let's go get help. Rather than, you know, you shouldn't seek help from counseling. You shouldn't get any kind of support. So, it, yeah, I mean, for that that uh, show, it, it sort of brought the viewers along that way at least to me yeah so there's a educational uh, aspect to the show where they will inform their viewers on a certain kind of uh, medical conditions and the places that you can actually seek help for those yeah i think that's uh, something that is very helpful for people who are watching a show who may not have known about such conditions and then after watching mm. it they can have a better understanding of of those but how about let's say uh, do you have you know any shows that you have watched that that help maybe couples resolve their issues, maybe. Or maybe, I, I know, you know, in Korean dramas, there's always this idea of romance. Or uh, there's, this, there's this idea of like, uh, the guy will never do anything wrong or the girl will never do anything wrong. But is that real? I think the uh, the what first, first one that comes to mind, obviously, will be Crash Landing on You. I struggled through the first episode and I was also wondering like, what's the big deal? But... So I forced myself to watch the second one. There was just a interesting a twist and turn here. But 
you know, obviously the, the main guy, human being was, he's portrayed like a perfect guy, you know, no wrong, did everything right, you know, open the doors for people, good looking, can fight, can, can do all these things and defend the woman. Uh, I think why women are drawn to him in that show, I think maybe it's like, hey, this is the ideal guy, mm. everything that we long for and our husbands, our mates, guys should behave like that way, right? Uh, at least that's what I uh, I mean that's how I, I see the, the show and for me it's like okay hey it's a reminder you know what what do what does my wife appreciate it's mm. when I carry myself well when I speak mm. correctly when I when I you know show, be a gentleman mm. yeah so for me that, those, that show was a reminder like hey this is what women do at least for my wife like, this is what she longs for in a in a relationship in the guy that uh, who's married to her, to treat her well, with utmost respect, to protect her, to care for her, to be there for her, and to support her in in her work. So in, in a sense, watching this show is not just having an ideal state, but yeah, at the same time, it's a reminder to ourselves of, of what people are looking for in a relationship or in a marriage. And this is something that we should continue to do. And not like after we get married, we like stop dating our spouse or, you know, like, kind of uh, forget how it was when we were dating. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, I think for me, the, the, the kinds of shows that I think are more, not just the sentimental or romantic side, the, for me, the number one show that I've really enjoyed was uh, the show called Itaewon Class. Mm, I watched that. Uh, which, I watched that. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> it was a very interesting experience for me because it's like, you know, a person who really went through so much, right? Like Correct. so much pain in his life and in the mm. sense where he just persevered on and never gave up on what he thought of doing. Yeah, but that show was also about revenge. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we forget about the revenge, but, revenge, but, but yeah, yeah. The, I, I would rank that as my favorite, personal mm. favorite. Uh, mm. Because of the relationship between his father and him and uh, the bad guy's father and the bad guy's son, you know, it's mm. always a, and, and my work at counseling, I realized and I've seen, hey, this is so, in a way, it's realistic, obviously not to the point where they go crazy, but parents and fathers, the role of fathers in, in speaking life to their children, the belief, the encouragement is so important. And I've seen over and over just uh, a child's longing, uh, a son's longing for his father's affirmation. I, you know, just it's just after so many years of counseling, it's always the same pattern. And and sometimes they look to me, the counselor, hey, maybe you're the one who can provide that that father figure of support that I'm longing for. And I just recently saw an article that uh, it says, while the children, if they cannot receive the love at home, sometimes long for that and seek for that from teachers in school, you know, and I thought like, I don't know whether teachers would be happy to hear that, but there's always a longing for an adult, uh, whether it's a father figure, mother figure, uh, longing to just be loved, encouraged, accepted. And there's a power when we believe in our children, the children's, you know, our voice becomes their inner voice ultimately mm. as they, they grow up. Yeah. So that show ranks number one for me because of that relationship and the belief that his father had on him, regardless of what he went through. So do you introduce that show to your son to watch? Uh, unfortunately, he does not like the shows that I like to watch. <laughs> and my wife, my wife doesn't even want to watch any show. She still just thinks it's a waste of time. Except for this show that, uh, besides the variety show, weekly variety shows, there was one I managed to convince her, was, which was called Handsome Tigers. Oh, what's it about? <laughs> it's a basketball show. It's a reality basketball uh. show. Where they had, because she loves basketball and this is about, 
they they got different celebrities to just form a team to to play in the league. So because she likes basketball, she she watched it. If I have a spouse, right, or my family members who don't watch Korean dramas that I watch, and I want to tell them, hey, you know, this is the storyline, this is the thing I've learned. How do I engage in those conversations with them, or how do I interest them to watch a certain show? Not that we want people to be you know addicted to be watching shows. But I think there's lessons to be learned while even just sharing about the plot, about the story that we have encountered. I, I think just like uh, Itae Wong class, when I mentioned to my family, hey, this show, very good dynamic relationship, but the, the power of the father's words um, to the child. Uh, and, and I just leave it as that rather than if they're curious, they ask a little more. And mm. I just use those conversational starters just to get get it going. Mm. So and but most of the time because we like variety shows, there's always one one of the interesting things I find about the Korean variety shows, it's a very teamwork, although they are individuals competing against each other and having fun, but at the end of the day they're always supporting each other. It's not about I think maybe sometimes sometimes in the Western side it's a very individualistic, you know, I'm there to win and I'm the champion and that's it. But this one, at the end of the day, it's always okay, let's have fun together, we silly together, be competitive, but we are family. So I, I knew uh, during that uh, COVID season, you produced a couple of uh, variety uh, games <laughs> as well with your family. You know, you just as what you have watched, you actually recorded and made a, a series on YouTube, right? So yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. Because my surname is Ko, right? So you can make a lot of puns, Korean, COVID, you know, and all this kind of Ko, Ko stuff. So... Uh, it was probably oh, a jokes. spontaneous. <laughs> mm. It was a spontaneous, spontaneous thing. I think when it came about because it was COVID, and I thought, hey, about creating a COVID challenge for the next mm-hmm. thirty days. Let's let's do a different challenge every day, and obviously inspired by Running Man, all the butlers, Two Days One, I all the <laughs> these kind of shows. They doing uh, did different stuff, and I thought, hey, one day let's just record one thing we did together as a family, since all of us are home anyway, we can't go out. That was during the CB time and we just did that. I, I would say uh, it, it was fun initially, but when I <laughs> realized 30 days is a pretty long time, it was <laughs> it was challenging. And this wasn't a paid thing, right? You just did it on your no, own. No, we just did it for fun. And yeah. I think our, our aim was just to encourage family, since we all are going to be home, stuck at home, do something together, be intentional, help, I know parents just do something with our children, something that they will like. Although not my son didn't like all of them, neither did my wife. But we made that commitment. And at least they supported me in that decision. And uh, just doing stuff. I think it's important for families to do stuff together. And for parents to realize that what was fun to me may not be fun for my child at all. So mm. we got my son to to also think of some stuff we could do. My wife to suggest certain things that we could do. And it became a collaborative thing for the three of us. So, you know, we are on this idea of using technology to improve our family relationships. So, whether is it watching a Korean drama, uh, creating content like what you did on YouTube, how can we use digital, you know, um, resources or or creating videos to, to enhance our family relationships? Because we're all at uh, different life stages uh, from, for my son, obviously, online games is something he's, he's interested in and... Uh, and he, he connects with his friends doing that. Uh, you know, like previously, obviously we didn't have that privilege uh, when we were teenagers. But uh, rather than say like it's a wrong thing, you cannot do it. I know he connects with them with peers at that level. Just like uh, the teens today, they communicate via text. They they don't talk as much as when we were when we were teenagers. And 
all of us had to fight for the phone to just to talk to our friends, they communicate by texting a lot more. So technology changes the way we communi- communicate, changes the way we connect. And for me as a dad, sometimes it's just checking, hey, what which game are you playing? Tell me more about it. Sometimes acting like I'm interested, but I'm not so interested, but I know. And even knowing what, what he watches, because we, we share the account and you know whatever he's watching on YouTube, the whatever K idols, you know, and stuff like that, I sort of know and have an idea. And sometimes I will be deliberate in just watching it along. So that I enter his world rather than expect him to enter a older person's world. It's harder because they, they think we are in the class goal, goal FM, you know, period of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to think of our age, they think like, well, we are old, you know, they cannot connect. So it's important for parents to go down to the level, to listen to what they listen, to hear what they hear, to, to watch what they're watching. We may not like it all the time. Don't, don't, don't go to like a judgment, but sometimes take our, seize opportunities to, to just speak life, to, to say, hey, what about this? Have you considered this? What do you think of this? Yeah, and uh, one, one thing that we did bring up because of the recent show that it's okay not to be okay and they talk about all kinds of things, had, I, at least I had the chance to bring up the area of mental health stress uh, and, you know, and self-harm with my son. It wasn't comfortable, but that was a talking point for us. He didn't watch it, but I felt motivated <laughs> that, hey, we need to address this as a family. So through a, a show, whether you are watching it or not, uh, but you're getting involved in your child's life, getting yep. to know the kind of music that he, he or she listens to, the kind of games that they play. Uh, but yet at the same time, really genuinely interested, right? You're not just pretending to be interested. You are interested in getting into their world and to hear where they are and to understand the stresses that they're facing. Um, I, I know the Korean culture is really uh, uh, very pressurizing as well for students. And I, I would imagine, you know, in most Asian uh, contexts, uh, students are very stressed and they go to such uh, entertainment to de-stress. Um, but is there a, a limit or is there, you know, too much? Or What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, definitely, I think anything taken to the extreme becomes uh, too much already. So it's about setting boundaries, knowing that he needs time with his friends, it's fine. Rather than you cannot, okay, what is acceptable? So he, he begins to negotiate, okay, how about two hours or one hour or 30 minutes or it's holidays now how many hours is really acceptable because we and but what's important is we need to have an alternative for them because i can't say he don't play then he, he just sits there and what so i cannot watch tv now I, you know so if there's no alternative and we expect them just to be self-motivated i'm sure some some will be but a lot of times if we want them to do something else we need to help them to think of something else to, that they can do rather mm. than just leave it don't do this, okay? I don't do this, then what do I do now? So, you know, now that we are talking about conversations and facilitating those conversations, how can we continue, you know? How can we nurture the conversations that we have with our child? You know, we have negotiated the boundaries, the do and don'ts. Now we are engaging with them, right? But how then can we continue? It cannot be just one time. It has to be, you probably have to do it again and again, right? Make you full use of, of meal times. Mm. I think one uh, for family, at least once a day, we are eating our meals together. And um, weekends with, with family, with uh, the grandparents, we are quite deliberate in, in doing that. Rather than you just eat on your own, I eat on my own. That's the way I grew up, actually. Everyone just ate on their own, own time, own target kind of thing. But meal times, whether it's half an hour, 45 minutes, we make effort just to put our gadgets aside as much as we want to touch it, you know. Uh, put it aside and... And just engage in conversation. 
And I'm glad that at least my wife also, you know, creative, has lots of ideas just to get us talking. And sometimes she say, sit down. Okay, everyone, stay here. Mm-hmm. Leave the plates. Don't have to do this, you know. And uh, it's a reminder. I think we all need to remind each other that, hey, it's important. Let's just spend time together talking. And recently I asked what, you know, when we are, when we are 60 years old, what's one thing that you hope we're still doing uh, to my wife and my child? And, and my wife said, oh, when we were 60, I hope we're still dating. Mm, mm. Yeah, my wife said that, and my son said, "When we're when obviously not when he's sixty, but when we're older, he hopes that we will still keep talking." Yeah, mm. and that's that's a goal that in our conversation that my wife and I we hope that our home will always be a place that my son wants to come to, even when he doesn't have to anymore as an adult. Mm. So what I'm hearing is that you know you are taking hold of this uh, teachable moments, whether it's over a meal in in maybe in a in a car ride to have those conversations with your family. And through those conversations, your son is actually picking up values from what you're saying. For example, that you want to be dating your wife still, even when you're 60. And I think that's something that he will learn from himself when he gets uh, uh, you know, getting when he gets married himself, that he will also want to have that kind of marriage that will be, uh, last a long, long time. Um, we are coming to the end of our show. Um, Gary, what is one thing you'd like to share with parents to encourage them to be intentional and maybe a bit more proactive in initiating conversations? I think the if you don't know what to say, just go online and type in these words, conversational starters for parents and kids. You know, whether you have a preschooler, primary schooler, teenager, you just type in for whichever age and there's a whole list of questions that you can use and and just use them because they're very open-ended questions rather than how school anything happened in class any homework it's a very yes no and once you go to the teenage phase they they just grunt and they don't communicate as much but these conversational starters help get the the whole dining table experience a little gives, gives it a little twist rather than just everyone's doing their own thing and very factual conversations so conversation starters is the easiest tip i can suggest for parents to get that communication going with our children Thank you, Gary. You know what? Well, that I think is um, really a, a, a brilliant idea because you know sometimes we just run out of things to say. And I guess you know from the conversation we had today, talking about Korean drama and the lessons that we have learned, um, we've really learned a lot from you. So thank you, Gary, for taking time to be with us today. Thank you so much. Okay, let me add, add one thing that I, I didn't when I shared my my wife's goal is sixty years old, right? That we'll still be dating, and my son. They will still be talking. You know, my goals. Uh, I, I said it in front of my my kid. It's like you know, I hope to still have sexual intimacy with my wife. And my <laughs> son listened to that and he laughed. You know, and he started was being all giggly. But I wanted it to be something special, something not not to be taboo that he can talk to us about anything. So parents, don't be don't be shockproof. First, first of all, be shockproof, uh, and be open about everything that's really going on in, in life. Yeah, and make all the difference in the relationship with your children. Thank you, Gary. So, you know, if you or your family members are facing the strain of, of not talking or, you know, you're not sure of how to process your emotions with your child, um, you know, we at Focus on Family, we have our team of counsellors who are here for you. Uh, you can make an appointment at www.family.org.sg slash counselling. Uh, we have options available on-site or for online sessions for, uh, to meet our counsellors. If you have any other questions as a parent that we can help you with, we can also, you can also email us at parent at, at family.org.sg. That's parent, P-A-R-E-N-T-E-D at family.org.sg. You can also subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter 
to be updated on our family life content. So thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Parent App Podcast. Until the next episode, have a great week with your family. Music